Hello and welcome to Stephen Rutland's Beer Podcast. Number 199! Very excitable, Steve there. Very excited. Just got back from Tenerife. Yes, yes. Would you like a report on yeah. what the beer's like? Let's give us a quick, a quick summary of the beer in, in Tenerife. Uh, worse than Grim. Wow. Worse than Grim. It is, uh, if you want a top tip, the okay. least offensive is one called Tropical, which um, I found a bar that sold it for one euro a pint. Um, quality yeah. wasn't high on their menu, but quantity <laughs> was. Um, and uh, it was horrendous. But then it's pretty much like, suits the crowd that's there. <laughs> Because Tenerife, like, I felt so embarrassed to be English while I was there. Like, we are animals. We are horrible, horrible tourists. Like, people take the mick out the Germans with their towels and stuff. Yeah. Like, at least they don't vomit on their own shoes at <laughs> half past twelve in the, you know, in the more like, in the day. Things you never want to see again. Yeah, yeah, it's like... So you've put your flights back again for next year? No, yeah. no, I haven't. No, definitely not. Uh, I didn't choose to go there, by the way, podcast listener. Um... I, I had to go. It was my mum's 60th birthday and she rented a villa out there for the whole family to go to. And we were in the nice part, to be fair, which, it wasn't that nice, but it was nicer than Los Americas, which is the, the main tourist trap part, which, yeah. I, which is where I went and watched the game and saw somebody vomit on their own shoes at 12.30 from being too drunk. Yeah. That's impressive. That is a real commitment to isn't drunkenness, it? isn't like, it? But then I'm saying that the bars do open at 7 o'clock in the morning, so... You've got you know, plenty of time. Yeah, yeah. If, if you open them up, the idiots are going to go in them, aren't they? That is true. Um, but enough about my holiday uh, chitter-chatter. Let's yeah. talk about this week's beer. And it's a brewery that we both know super well, I think. I think that's fair, yeah. This is Camden Brewery, who... like, I'm kind of surprised when I don't see Camden Brewery and I'm out and about. Um, if I go like... It doesn't matter where, actually, in the country. If it's Birmingham, if it's mm -hmm. Edinburgh, if it's, like... It can be anywhere. I'm sure I'm going to see some Camden on bar somewhere because it's it's kind of like their pale ale and, and things like that seem to have kind of caught up with somewhere like Punk as a, an easy win in terms of having, like, a craft well, introduction. I, 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 I was in... I, I can't remember if it was, like, a, it was a Wagamama or whether it was a, a Nando's or something like that and, and they'd got it on draft and I was like... Oh, that was the moment where I went... They're quite big, aren't they now? You know, like yeah. Camden are, I think Camden are uh, as big as Brewdog now, like, you know. Yeah, I, I think in volume, I think they are still a bit behind. But okay. um, that, that you've got to bear in mind, that's going to change very quickly. They have, in fact, this year, um, they've raised £2.8 towards building a new brewery. Um, they, they raised that from crowdfunding, which they've actually raised from 2,000 people, just over 2,000 people, 2.8 million. So I have a problem with this crowdfunding kind of uh, thing because you actually never own any of the company. Like they'll no. give you something, but they, you don't actually own part of the company. You're basically giving it to a company to make more money. You know, they, what, they, how do they structure theirs? It's interesting. Like, so if you looked at like, um, the Brewdog, there's lots of comparisons made at the time. They did the, the Hellraiser with the Brewdog equity for punk stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember, yeah, you you did that, didn't you, with the mm. Brewdog? And I remember talking to you about Just it. Just for the 5%. Yeah, and you said, like, actually, it's worth it for the for the benefits I get. Overall, it's going to take time, but overall it's worth it and it's and supporting somebody you, you like and a, a company yeah, that you... Yeah, no, and, and I, I, I worked out, I reckon, within within a year, like, I'll probably... You know, now, now yeah. my local is Brewdog as well, yeah. so, like, I go in there more often and it's, you know, it's like... Yeah. yeah, but it's got to be said that, like, Camden is a bit trickier of proposition because they've only got uh, bars in Camden. Yeah. So you, you can't... <coughs> here you're not going to get in there very often. Um, what they gave was a lot less generous um, and basically it, like, there was no financial 
benefits that worked out there. You had to kind of hope that they were going to become really, um, you know, make a lot of money and that you could then sell your stuff later and, and get your money's worth out oh, of that Oh, so you way. can sell your shares later? Yeah, I, I believe so. And you can with BrewDog, apparently. There's like there's some limited, limited options where you can sell it once a year kind of stuff. Oh, is it? Um, yeah, I was playing a bit from James Watts coming saying about how you, there is an option that you can okay. um, under certain circumstances. It's just not kind of a free free-for-all kind of thing what's kind of interesting with Hellraiser is they, they had some pretty big investors like again that's 2,000 people to raise 2.8 million mm -hmm. so, so that's uh, around about 10,000 pound each isn't yeah, it yeah in fact the largest investment was 150,000 pounds which is a big chunk of money for mm. somebody to throw at, at something like that and I think like, this is a crowdfunder like most of the Brewdog stuff they tried to keep I believe they set a limit don't they, on, on yeah, how yeah, much you can invest five shares or something you like that you can't get a huge amount in there um, yeah so anyway so and, and Camden I, I struggled with the with that fundraising thing, but also with them generally. They've got a terrible job at, at communications. Like they're always the bad guy. Yeah. And Do you I know the thing is I was like I, I like I like their beer, but I don't necessarily like the brewery. And and it's weird because like I, I think of people like uh Weirdbeard, for instance, yeah. it's a really good one to, to kind of pick out there. Whenever you see them at beer festivals, they're nice guys, they're good people. You know, they're yeah. doing something they love and you kind of get a feeling that it's part of it. And then you think of people, you know, I'm trying to think of, of, of like, like, Cloudwater. You know, yeah. Like, you know, the, like, um, um, the guys from Liverpool, the... Um, Mad Hatter. Mad Hatter. And all that, yeah. Like, I like these people. Like, yeah, yeah. And when I met them or had an opportunity to drink, I have a warm feeling about and the brand. And like, I don't have a warm feeling about Camden. And it's down to even the little stuff. Like, look at their branding. Like, even you look at Weirdbeard's branding, you look at Mad Hatter, it's a great example of branding there. Like, they... It looks like personal, it looks them. Yeah, yeah. It looks like there's something that, that that's what they want to put as a reflection of them. And Camden always feels a little bit overthought out. Mm. A little bit, we've got a committee in and they say it should look like this. Yeah. Rather than a little bit of this is us. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, whenever I have the beers, I do love their beers. You see, I, I don't love them. I, I, I've had a lot of theirs I think are solid. I've never had something by them that's gone... Wow, this yeah. is awesome beer. But then, but then they're chugging beers. They're like session beers. That's why they're in places like Wagamama. That's why indeed, they are. But in, like, you know, the trouble is these days you've got so many good breweries out there. Like I've got to choose. I'm not just saying I'm going to go to the brewery that does good beer because there's so many to choose from. I'm already not buying beer from other people who I know do great beer. Like I haven't had that much from Cloudwater, and I've loved what I've had. Yeah. But there's like I'm always choosing. Like, I'll have a Buxton today, but then there's, there's lots of theirs I haven't had, and they've just got, there's so much good beer out there. It's not enough just to make great beer. You've got to be able to, you know, there's got, you've got to mean, I'm going to choose you over somebody else who's producing great beer. You see, the thing is that it's rarely, when I see it, and when I have it, it's rarely because I've chosen them over somebody, it's yeah. like, because they were the best option that was there. Because they were the, the, the craft option. For yeah. The... But this is hardly like, uh, this is not the massively selling pitch. Like, no, but also, like I, like, I do like their cans. Like, they do a good job of the canning. And, and, and I, 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 I really think, no, I think, I, I think they've got that consistency factor. You know, you mentioned them alongside Punk. Yeah. And, and you know, and, and I think it's that kind of consistency thing I like about it is that it's just, it's always good. It's never bad. It never lets me down. And I have had, I have chosen Camden over other beers in the past as well. Yeah. When I've seen it, because I know I'm going to get something I don't dislike. You know, yeah. when you go, 
Yeah, you no, go to some... the pools and you end up you're like you're just sick of having something that was like, promised lots and gave you bugger all. Yeah. And 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 Camden is that safe space to go. Just give me something I can drink. Like yeah. let so me, you know let it's me... not going to be out there for the sake of being out there and end up totally ruining it. Exactly. It's going to just be yeah. solid. Okay. Yeah. So so tell us about this one in particular. So it's a lager. Uh, this is. Like, this is infamous across the internet. This is India Hell's Lager. And, like, they really worked hard in making this infamous. Um, the India Hell's Lager was launched um, at the Temple of, of IHL pop-up they did last year. Um, it's evolved from their India Summer Lager they did in 2013. Um, and this is their kind of progress of starting to kind of more hoppier type of, of lager. Uh, it's 6.2%. <coughs> it's 55 IBUs. Uh, Milk Malt is Pilsner, Munich and Cara Pils. Hops are Mosaic, Magnum, Chinook and Simcoe. So it's an IPA lager mix-up. I, I, I love their branding. I do like their branding. I really okay. like that tip. I hate. I really like that I tip. hate their branding. Like, so I, look, I, I was really divided over the branding. I was looking at the can earlier. And at a distance, I love it. I think black and white with that nice bright, bright coloured logo like... That attracts your attention. It looks distinctive. I like that. And then I start looking at it. And the whole thing just feels like so self-aware, so trying to be craft. I just really winds I, I, me up. I, I love that they have... So they've got the ingredients in English, and then they've got it in Swedish, and then in Australian. <laughs> Australian? Are we sure on that one? Yeah. <laughs> Good eye, mate. It's got approximately 1.6 standard drinks being imported by, so it's obviously they yeah, export, yeah, they export haven't imported in Australians, put the imported yeah. on. But I really like the branding. I really like the branding. I, I'm, I'm, I, I, I think it's a pretty tin. I, I think it's pretty. I just like as soon as I look at it, and also with that whole temple of HL, the, the, the having them praising it there, like it just feels so kind of self-aware, pretentious craft. Like, I just want beer. I don't want... No, I like it. I think you're being very mean to it. I think it's a pretty tin. But anyway, moving on from the tin, let's talk about the bit. Let's talk the beer. So, like, we've talked about lagers before and how there is a distinct lack of tasty lagers. The fact, just talking about it a few moments ago in Tenerife, yeah. when you've got this, like, this could not be further away from the lager that I was drinking in Tenerife. Like, yeah. it may have the same name, but it tastes nothing like it. Um, I'm... I'm going to probably surprise you and tell you... I love this. Okay. I love this beer. I, I really, really like this beer. I, I might surprise you and say I really don't. Yeah? No, you um, don't. No, no surprise. No surprise. No, okay, so... Actually, the, the front end of this, I really like. Like, it hits me at the, at the front end, all those hops, mm. and I think, yeah, this is, my, this is a nice beer. It's a gorgeous beer. And then it just falls away. There's no bitterness. There's no crispness that I want from a lager. Like, for me, a lager is about a nice, crisp finish. And there's just totally lacking. It's just dry, astringent, flat. Blech. I really like it. I really like it. I love the hops. I love the mixture of hops. I love how powerful it is. I like the IBUs. I like the percentage, although 6.3 is a bit high. I think this beer needs it. Yeah. Um, I agree with I all that. I think it is a great example of something mass-produced, because there's a lot of this produced, that is really tasty. And I I think it's a really, really good beer. I, th I think there's... I think there's a, a few people have tried to do really hoppy with lager. Mm. And it is tough. 
It's um, definitely the best hoppy lager I've had. I, so I, I had some weird beard recently, some of their Pilsner, the, the traditional Spreadsheet Ninja and the, the Mac Spreadsheet Ninja. And I've had them. They've... No, I haven't had the Mac one because you stole the Mac one. But I've had no, Chris stole the Mac one off you. I, I bought uh, mine. Um, yeah, no, th- those have blown me out away with how good they are. This, for me... Like this needs bitterness, it needs crispness. No, no, I think I think it's it's bang on the money for me. This is my kind of bag. I very very much like it. I am ready to go with my can top rating because there's no bottle top. Okay. Um, I'm gonna give it a nine, and the reason I'm giving it a nine is one, I don't think it's very much of a lager, so that's knocks half a point off. Um, and the other half a point is that it isn't perfection by any means, but for a lager, I think it is. I, I like it. I like it. I think it's a very, very well brewed beer. I think. I like the hops. I like the direction they're trying to go in. Um, that finish really leaves me disappointed. It just leaves me tasting watery, and, and that's not what I want in a lager. I want refreshing, and that does not feel refreshing at all. Um, so, I'm going to go uh, six and a half. Mm. It's not terrible, but I certainly don't feel any compulsion to drink it again. Um, and probably will avoid it if, if I see other stuff around. If I see it again, I will definitely take some of these. I will definitely buy some more of these. I think, they, I think it's very, very good. Um, I, think, I think the aftertaste, I, I agree, it isn't as crisp as a lager might be. But then you're dealing with 6.3% and a bucket full of hops, so... Yeah, I think it's very people. hard to get the crispness there and to have those things going on. Um, but yeah, well, you're wrong again. As a Seba judge, I know that... Uh, I, I'm sure Seba would deeply... Aff- <laughs> the the Seba cat would very much approve of this beer. Um, <laughs> yeah, they don't know what they got coming. Right, okay, it's time to drink up and shut up, I think. Keep it under yeah. 15 minutes if we can. So we are... Done. Done.